All right, another Cash Medi podcast. Tonight, I'm going to be previewing the AFC North. We're going to talk some over-unders on each team. I'm going to preview who I believe is going to win the division, coming last, whatever, and some fantasy talk. But let's get started with the sponsor, Win in La Jolla. Don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron at Extra Mile Convenience Store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard, La Jolla, California. Tell them. Tell Chris, the owner, that Craig sent you. All right, so let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are over-under is set on the site that I was on at 8, but I've seen some 8.5s. If you could get an 8.5 on the Ravens, I would bet the under. Uh, I do not think the Ravens are going to be that good offensively. I think if you remember when the Miami Dolphins, I believe it was in 2008, they did the Wildcat, and... You know, they kind of caught some teams off guard, and it worked for that season. I believe they went to the playoffs 11-5. and five. The following season, Wildcat didn't work, and they went like 7-9. and nine. I think the Ravens, with Lamar Jackson, the way that they play, and it's just run, 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 and he kind of, you know, pulls it out, and then he runs. You got to have some balance in this league. You got to be able to have defenses guessing what you're going to be doing. And if you're just run, 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 especially with the whole offseason with these defensive coordinators, I believe the defenses are going to figure out Lamar Jackson, and I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, especially this you know early in his career. I don't think he's going to be able to pass and complete enough passes to be a good offense. Now, they do have a really good offensive line. you got Ronnie Stanley, James Hurst, uh, Marshall Yandy, Orlando Brown. I mean, those are really good offensive linemen. Orlando Brown, I remember they drafted him. I don't know, in the third or fourth round a couple years ago, he's he's really panned out to be a really good tackle. So they're going to pound you on the ground. I mean, if you're not a good physical defense, they'll kick your ass just running the football. They have two good running backs. They, they sign Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's going to fit their style. Running north-south, you know, not trying to make any moves. He's just trying to lower his shoulder and get, you know, four or five yards. That's what they're trying to do is just get four yards each play. And then just move the chains that way. They got Gus Edwards from the U. As a backup running back, he's pretty good, you know, for the style that they like. The receiving core, I like Marquise Brown. I just don't like him for the Baltimore Ravens because, you know, he's kind of a deep threat. He could go deep. He could do bubble screens and stuff. But if you do bubble screens in this league at his size, look out, man. I mean, he might get his ass kicked after a while. He is a little injury prone. I do think he has a lot of talent. Willie Sneed, he's just okay. I did like the pick of Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. I think they got him in the middle of the rounds, third or fourth round. He can't really separate, but he's a big physical receiver that they can use in the red zone. So the offensive line is really key here. And Lamar Jackson can make plays with his legs. And, you know, he throws a nice ball every once in a while. The problem is he's just inaccurate. And I think he's going to struggle. I think he's going to have a sophomore slump. I think teams are really going to, you know, feast on him. And I think their offense is going to struggle. Now, the defense is still going to be good this year. But I don't think it's going to be as good as it was last year. And I'll explain why. I mean, you know, they still they lose um, Suggs. And Suggs was, you know, at the end of his career. But he's a veteran presence. And he was one of their better pass rushers. You lose... Eric Weddle, but you get 
Earl Thomas, so that could be an upgrade, a slight upgrade there. The secondary is going to be really good. You got Jimmy Smith is, is really good. Marlon Humphrey, Tavion Young, and Brandon Carr. I mean, that's four good corners, and you need at least three in this league. They got four, so that they got depth there. Probably have the best safety tandem in football with Earl Thomas and Tony Jefferson. Tony Jefferson's been a stud from San Diego for years. I remember when he was coming out in the draft, I couldn't believe that. I think he went in the seventh round or something. I couldn't believe that. He was good out of Oklahoma. They got my guy, Matthew Judon, stud outside pass rusher. I believe they got him in the fifth round a couple years ago. He's been really good. So they got good linebackers in Kenny Young, Patrick Onoese. Um, they got Jalen Ferguson, a rookie. He's pass rusher. They're going to hope that he can get him a pass rush because they need that edge pass rush. Without, I mean, Judon's the only one I see that's really going to come off the edge. Chris Worley and Michael Pierce and Brandon Williams, those guys all stop the run really well, especially Brandon Williams. He's really good. So is Michael Pierce. But where's the pass rush going to come from? They do have Tim Williams. Remember him from Alabama a couple years ago? He's had some... He, I think he slipped in the draft for some off-the-field issues. I mean, maybe they get something from him this year that they didn't get in the previous season. So the defense still will be good. It will definitely be a top-10 defense, um, maybe even top-5. But I think the offense is going to be bottom-5, and I see them as a 7-9 and nine type of team, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. So if you could get the Ravens, at eight and a half wins, and you bet the under, I would like that. Now, if it's at eight, I would probably pass because I could see the Ravens finding a way to go eight and eight. Because when you have an elite, a potential elite defense, they can find a way to win eight games. Now, let's look at the schedule, see if there's any betting-wise, any tips here. I mean, they, they got they got to play Kansas City on the road. That'll be a tough one. They got week one at Miami. Most people are going to think, oh, the Ravens are going to win that one. That's going to be a very hot game in Miami. Miami's always got an advantage early in the season when they when they play at home. So that could be a tough one. Like I said, they play at Kansas City. They play at Seattle this year. That'll be tough. Seattle's always tough at home. They got at St. Louis. I mean, at the LA Rams. Sorry, not St. Louis. That's tough. That's a Monday night game. They got at Buffalo in December. That's not going to be easy. And then you got your, you know, other teams in there. But, I mean, division games. I think the division is going to be tough for them. I really, really lean the under. I'm probably going to bet that if I can find 8.5 on the Ravens. So let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, let's let's talk about, yeah, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the Bengals got... Jonah Williams in the first round this year. I thought it was one of the best picks in the draft. I thought he's, you know, going to be an elite tackle or just solid, really solid left tackle for them or right tackle or guard, wherever you want. Just, just a really good pick. I love drafting offensive linemen. I think that's where you build your team, O-line, D-line. They drafted him in the first round, and I think he tore his peck or something. And he's out for the season. So I think that's going to hurt them. Let's talk about their offense. I know I got a... Tweet asking about Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's a stud for fantasy-wise. I think he's a real good player. Um, what were his numbers last year? Joe Mixon had he had 1,168 yards and eight touchdowns. He averaged 4.9 yards a rush. 
He also had 43 catches, only 296 yards, and he had another touchdown. Eight touchdowns rushing, one receiving, so nine touchdowns. I see him getting double-digit touchdowns. I see him getting a lot more checkdowns. I could see him catching 60, 70 balls, and I could see him running for another 1,200 yards, 12, 1,300 yards. The offensive line without Jonah Williams does not look as well as it would if it had Jonah Williams, obviously. I mean, Cordy Glenn's pretty good. Clint Boiling is good, but they lost um, Ziggler a couple years ago. Billy Price is pretty good. They would have had a good offensive line if they had Jonah Williams, but I think now with Bobby Hart, it's probably going to start over there. I think that hurts them. I've never been an Andy Dalton fan. You know, the guy's always, green 18, green 18. I mean, you're not going anywhere with a quarterback that just sounds like he's seven years old, you know, checking, uh, you know, calling out the signals. Green 18. The receiving core has always been good. He's always had weapons there, Andy Dalton. He's always had talent over there. Even, you know, they they got A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd stepped it up. Um, John Ross is a bust. I mean, I couldn't believe they picked him. I think Josh Malone, the receiver from Tennessee College, uh, he could be pretty good. I mean, I, I liked him coming out of the draft. I, I thought he was a good pick for them. Um, I just don't like... I don't like Andy Dalton at all. I think he's a bum. Uh, Tyler Eifert is always hurt, always. So you can't count on him. If he if he played and was healthy, you're you're looking at a top top ten, top five tight end every year. But he he never can stay healthy. I think the defense is starting to get a little bit old, especially up front on the D line. I think Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins they had good years last year or pretty good years, but I could see them declining because I I think they're getting up there in age. Let me see. Geno Atkins is is going into his 10th season and um or is going into his yeah, 10th season and Carlos Dunlap is going into his 10th season too. I mean, they're getting up there in age. I mean, those guys are still pretty good players. Andrew Billings, run stuffing guy from Baylor, he's really good or he's good. Jordan Willis, I liked him. I mean, they they've drafted well. You know, they, from Kansas State in the middle of the Rams, they got Sam Hubbard, another guy, Ryan Glasgow. They got they got pretty good defensive line depth. I like their D line pretty. You know, I like their D line. Their linebackers do not look good at all. Jordan Evans, Preston Brown, Nick Vigel. I mean, I don't. That's that's not going to cut it. The secondary is pretty good though. I like the secondary a lot. Trey Kirkpatrick still pretty good. Uh, William Jackson is probably a top seven corner in the league, maybe even top five. He's really good. He is a really good football player. I think Jesse Bates from ba- um, uh, Wake Forest was a good draft pick that they had, I believe, last year. Sean Williams is getting a little bit up there, so maybe the one safety spot's a, a problem. Darkies Denard, another corner that they got. I mean, I'm looking at the Bengals as a six-win team type of team. The over-under on them is at six. I wouldn't touch it either way. I mean, they could find a way to win seven games. I mean, Andy Dalton's not, you know, he's he's not a quarterback that can't throw the ball. He could throw it. He just doesn't make big plays. And he always, in the big games, he, he just, he shits the bed. I, I'm not a big fan of him. Let's see. They got at Seattle, at Buffalo, but they get at Buffalo in in, um, in September, so that's not bad. They play the Rams in London. Uh, the schedule doesn't look too bad. They got New England at home. You know, I don't see anything betting-wise on the schedule. I, I look at a 5-11, 6-10 team. Maybe finds a way to win 7. But 
you know, Drew Sample, tight end. They drafted him from Washington. They got him in the second round. I don't know much on him. Ryan Finley, I thought was pretty good pick. They got him in the fourth round, quarterback. If he had a little bit stronger arm, he would be he'd be really good because he's accurate and he's got really good touch. But he just kind of doesn't have that enough arm strength. All right, so let's go to the Cleveland Browns. Very interesting team here. They have their over-under at 9. I've seen some at 9.5. I would definitely pass on that. I don't understand why they have the highest over-under in the division. I mean, you're talking about an organization that's just been god-awful for years. Talent-wise, I think if you play like the video game John Madden, they're probably going to be one of the best teams on Madden because the talent is all there. All there. Um... You got Baker Mayfield was a great pick for them. They they took him in the first pick in last year's draft. They they got I mean receiving core. They probably have one of the best receiving cores in football. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. You got um, Antonio Callaway, I think, is like a fantasy sleeper. If you could get Antonio Callaway in your drafts real late, I would definitely get him because he's a big-time receiver. He went in the fourth round, I believe, last year's draft. He would have been a first-round pick if he didn't have if he wasn't a knucklehead off the field. Landry's going to you know catch a bunch of balls underneath. Beckham's going to go deep and do intermediate stuff. Callaway's just going to go deep and just do the comeback routes. I think Callaway's going to have the most surprising numbers of those three. The offensive line is the biggest problem though that I see on this team. You got Greg Robinson starting at left tackle. He's he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. They got um Chris Hubbard at the other tackle. He's okay. Their interior line's pretty good. Joel Bonetto and JC Treader and Austin Corbett. So that's pretty good there. The depth on the offensive line's really bad. Um Desmond Harrison, they used to have. I think he got cut by them. I don't, I'm almost positive on that. Going back to the receiver position, Rashard Higgins is pretty good too. So they got four good receivers, three really good ones, and then Higgins is not bad. That's that's really good depth there. The tight end position, I like David Njoku from the U. Um, he could have a huge season as well. Him and Callaway, I think, on this team are going to surprise people. Last year, Njoku had... 56 catches for 639 yards and four touchdowns. With Callaway last year, he had 586 yards and five touchdowns. I could see Callaway getting close to 900 yards and like seven touchdowns. I could see Njoku getting, you know, seven, 800 yards, close to eight touchdowns. I think Landry's numbers will come down. He had 81 catches, 796 yards. Those numbers will come down because you're going to have to get Beckham in there too. The running back situation. You got Nick Chubb, really good running back. He kind of surprised me. I didn't think he was going to be that good coming out of college. I didn't think he was fast enough. He averaged 5.2 yards a carry last year. That's impressive. He had eight touchdowns, 996 yards. And then you got um, uh, Hunt, Kareem Hunt, who I believe is suspended for the first eight games. But after that, they can use him. You know, you could run Chubb as much as you want in the first half of the season because then you know that you got Hunt coming back after eight games. So that could be huge for the Browns. 
you know, you get a fresh running back, you know, because if you just run Chubb all the, all day long, he's going to wear down in the second half of the season, but he, he's, he's not going to wear, you're not going to really care because you're going to have Hunt, and then you could split the carries there. They still have Duke Johnson. I don't know what the situation is there. He's a really good receiving running back from the U, and I don't know if he's going to stay on the team. It seems like they want to trade him or he wants to get out of there. As far as the defense goes, the defense has got a lot of talent, a lot of talent. I think the offense could be one of the best, uh, going back to the offense real quick, I think it easily could be a top-five offense, easily. Now, they do play in cold-weather games in Cleveland, Baltimore, you know, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. They play in the division that's going to be cold, so maybe the points per game kind of comes down, and they play on grass. They're not playing, you know, they're not playing on turf, or they're not playing you know, in a weak division that you could just air it out all day long. Um, so maybe the points per game won't be there, but if you just grade it out as far as, you know, just the eye test, they could definitely be a top five offense. I think the defensive line moving over to the defense, defensive line looks pretty good. Miles Garrett's a stud. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the defensive MVP this year. Let's see how many sacks he had yet last year. I mean, he's just he's a freak he had 13 and a half sacks last year i mean you could you could easily get that again 15 i wouldn't be surprised he got 15 plus um he's gonna be one of he's already one of the best defensive players in football and he's gonna continue to be that oliver vernon on the other side they traded for him i believe i mean he's from miami so it kind of hurts me to say this i believe he's a little overrated i'm not a big fan so much of his um i thought he had one you know, pretty good year in Miami, and the other years are just been eh. I thought he got paid a lot from the Giants, and he didn't really produce that much. I mean, he's pretty good against the run, and he'll get you, you know, seven sacks, maybe eight, somewhere around there. But he, I don't see him getting double-digit sacks. They got Larry Ojobu, who's really good run stuffer. I like him a lot. Sheldon Richardson, I believe, has been on four teams in the last four years, if I'm not mistaken. Good player. But a lot of teams are giving up on him. Something, Something's up with him. And it didn't take much for the uh, Browns to get him, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what it cost him, to be honest with you, actually. Christian um, Kersey, I think, is one of the most underrated linebackers, him and Joe Sherbert. So they got two good linebackers I feel like are really underrated. Jannard Avery, I don't know much about. The secondary could be their problem, though. I love Denzel Ward. I, I was shocked how good he was. I thought they should have taken um, Bradley Chubb with a fourth pick last year. They took Denzel Ward, and he, he's been a stud for them. He, he was like a Pro Bowl corner last year. He shocked me on that. I didn't think he was going to be as, as good as he is. Terrence Mitchell, eh. They did draft Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams has a lot of talent. They drafted him in the second round. Talent-wise, he probably should have been like a top 15 pick, but... They kind of question his work ethic and desire to play and tackling. He doesn't really tackle. Going back to the linebackers, I like Mike um, Mac Wilson. I believe they got him in the fifth round. He can help out, you know, with depth. The the safeties, I'm not. I'm not too. I don't think the safeties are that good. Darius Randall, Demarius Randall, and Morgan Burnett. I mean, they're just okay. But so the secondary, the one guy I really like a lot is Denzel Ward. Um. But they're gonna they'll get after the quarterback. You know, you got Steve Wilkes is now as the new defensive coordinator. I, they're gonna be a good team. I mean, they can beat anyone with their talent. I mean, their talent is definitely a top five talent. I just don't think this is their year. I think the expectations are gonna be too high. 
I would assume that they're an eight and eight, nine, nine and seven type of team. I think some people think that they're like a Super Bowl contender or 11, 12 win team. I don't see that. You know, you're going to have a, they got a tough schedule too. It's not like they have an easy schedule. I mean, you're starting, they play, let me see, they play one, two, three, four, five. They play five of the first eight on the road. And some tough environments. I mean, you got the Jets. The Jets aren't that bad. That's a Monday night game on the road. They got at Baltimore, at San Francisco is a Monday night game. At New England, at Denver. So, I think the tough part of their schedule is they play Seattle, then they get a bye, and they play at New England and at Denver. I mean, those are going to be tough games. You know, the end of this, the end of their, the end of their schedule, the last four. If they can find a way to go three and one, maybe four and zero. Oh. If they find a way to go four and zero, oh, they're probably going to make the playoffs. They got Cincinnati at home. Then you got at Arizona. I mean, that's exactly when you want to play Arizona in December, um, so that it's not going to be too hot. Uh, be nice and cool. Be like seventy degrees, whatever. Baltimore at home and at Cincinnati. They could easily go 4-0 there. If they go 4-0 there, they're probably going to make the playoffs. If they slip up one game, probably going to go 9-7 or 8-8 and not make the playoffs. So I have them coming in second in the division. Um, I'll go to the team I think is going to win the division, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm usually not that high on the Steelers, but I just I can't believe that everyone's just going Browns, Browns, Browns. I think the Steelers, you know, getting rid of Antonio Brown and getting rid of Le'Veon Bell, it might hurt like on paper, but I think it might help in the locker room. And I think it might help just, especially with Antonio Brown. You'd have no more distraction with that knucklehead. So they still have great talent. I mean, let's start with their offensive line. Filling the wave is one of the better left tackles. Raymond Foster, Marcus Pouncey, David DeCastro is one of the better guards. Matt Feeler, um, offensive lines, I would say a top five offensive line. Vance McDonald and Xavier Grimble, the tight ends, they're just, nah. The receiving court, look, losing Antonio Brown, I mean, he's one of the best players in the league, one of the best receivers in the league is what, is what I should say. But Juju Smister is going to, you know, he's a number one. He's a top 10, top 12 receiver. And... Yeah, it's cool having two legit receivers, but if you got one and the other guy on the other side's okay, especially if you got balance, you know, and a really good quarterback, and Roethlisberger's a good quarterback. I mean, he's overrated in general with the media and, you know, what people on Twitter think. But, I mean, if they slow things down and they play a little more ball control and run the ball with James Conner, and I think James Conner will have a big season, I would be concerned you know, fantasy-wise, if they run him too much and he gets hurt. But they did draft Benny Snell, so that could help him out. They could have a one-two punch there. But going back to the receiver position, Dante Moncrief, I loved him coming out of college. And he kind of, I thought he was always going to be bust out with the Colts. And he never really did. And I don't know, maybe this has got to be his last chance to really kind of have it. It's a perfect situation. You got a legit number one on the other side. You play in a, you know... Offensive line is going to be there. You're going to have balance with James Conner. I mean, last year I think the Steelers were 30th in rushing. I don't see that happening this year. 
they got to be much better, much better running the ball this year. They're going to have balance, I believe, and Moncrief's going to need to step it up. Now, James Washington, they drafted him, I believe, in the second round last year, and then they got Deontay Johnson, the rookie, this year. They got him in the third round from Toledo. He's he's actually, he might be a sleeper pick there. But James Washington, I would look at for fantasy-wise, one of those guys has got to step it up. Now, defensively, I think their D-line is really, really good. You got Cameron Hayward, Jason Hargrove, and Stephon Tuitt. Those guys are all really good, especially Cameron Hayward. Tuitt from Notre Dame is pretty good. Um, the linebacking core has got to step it up this year as far as Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree needs to step it up. I mean, he's a first-round pick. T.J. Watt's a stud, absolute stud. He got, let's see how many sacks he had last year, T.J. Watt. Watt had 13 sacks. Cameron Hayward had eight. You're going to need to get um, Bud Dupree to get like eight sacks on the other side. Now, they drafted, they traded up, and they traded a shitload up to get Devin Bush. He's going to fill in for, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the linebacker, that uh, Frazier or whatever his name was. I forget. The linebacker that he got hurt, like his neck. They've missed his speed. Um, and then you got Vince Williams. He's pretty good. So linebacking core is really good. Front seven is going to be really good. The secondary is going to be their problem. They're going to get toasted in the secondary. Joe Hayden's getting up there in years. Uh, Steven Nelson, uh, he's just okay. Sean Davis, Terrell Edmonds. I mean, they're just, they're kind of hurting in the secondary. So they're going to need a really good pass rush. I think a, a good quarterback's going to shred their defense, you know, passing wise. But I think, I think they'll stop the run. I think they'll have balance on offense. And I see the Steelers winning 10 games this year and winning the division. The over-under on them, by the way, was 8.5. I would bet the over. I'm not going to touch it just because I don't know. I, part of me thinks maybe Ben Roethlisberger you know, wanted those guys out of town. And I don't know if he's as good as people think he is. I don't know if he can carry a team like he thinks he can. Um so maybe maybe he's not as good enough um you know to get him to 10 11 wins this year. Now, the coach, Mike Tomlin, I think he's one of the worst coaches in football. I don't know. I mean, this guy's had so much talent. Him and Ben Roethlisberger have so much talent and they've underachieved so many times. And people will say, "Well, they got a Super Bowl and that's that and you know, what I just feel like once you get a Super Bowl, like people are like you can't say anything to him. Well, what the fuck, dude? I mean, if you have top five talent every single goddamn year, and they do, and you're not making the playoffs, and you're not going to Super Bowls, and you're always getting beat by New England, you're always getting outcoached, you didn't even make the playoffs last year. I mean, it's they've underachieved. I don't care what anyone says. They've underachieved with Big Ben. I mean, he, the first Super Bowl he won, he was like 9 for 23 for like 121 yards and two interceptions. I mean, he didn't do anything. 9 for 23, that's like Allen Iverson numbers. You know, and, and he, he, but he got a Super Bowl. Now, the second Super Bowl where he beat Arizona, yeah, he was a big factor in that. And and he got that Super Bowl, it, you know. But all these years, they've had elite players around Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I, and I think the coach, you know, makes it more difficult for Roethlisberger to win. But they got to start winning. They got to start, you know, they need to go to like the AFC Championship game. It's going to be another disappointing season now they got a tough schedule too man at new england they at week one they're at san francisco they're at la chargers 
they get the Rams and Colts at home. The end of the schedule looks pretty easy. I mean, they got three or four on the road, but it's not that tough of teams at Arizona. They get Buffalo at home, at the Jets, at Baltimore. Um, I don't know. They get Miami at home on Monday night, and they're probably going to wax them. So, like I said, I see the you know Steelers going ten and six, winning the division. I think the Browns probably find a way to get win nine games. I think the Ravens are a seven win team, seven or eight. And I think the Bengals are a five or six win team. So I got the Steelers in, the, in winning the division. I got the Browns being a possible wild card team. I don't see the Ravens. I think the Ravens are, you know, I see it declining. I see the arrow pointing down and the Bengals are the Bengals and they're going to suck. So that's all I got for the AFC North. I'll do, I'll move on to probably the AFC West or the AFC South next time. So. All right, fellas, till the next time. Good night now.